Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw News Brief. We got a little bit to get through here. Let's try to get this one up to 600 likes. Larson, what's in the news? So a couple days ago, uh, we reported on WrestleVote reporting uh, about potentially more releases forthcoming because apparently WB is like Oprah with uh, gifts on her show. You get a release, you get a release, you get a release, you get a release. And it sounds like WrestleVotes was right because today WB announced that uh, uh, they have come to terms on the release of Curtis Axel. Mm, yeah. Following the news of Axel's release, though, Tom Callahue echoed WrestleVote saying, quote, WWE sources confirmed that any current superstars requesting releases will be granted them. We're likely to see a couple of additional names pop up. And he adds, there are definitely some names that WWE would not let go under any any under any circumstances. To clarify, obviously, if Seth like Rollins, Seth Rollins like, yeah, <laughs> we both go to Seth Rollins. Like he's the least likely person. Yeah, he's to probably ask the for bottom him. of the list of people who was going to ask for release. I would think. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But you know, obviously, they want to they want to protect their interests. So uh, so yeah. But uh, I mean, look, if Curtis Axel wanted this, uh, that you know, that's good for him. If he didn't want this, this is kind of sad for him. Regardless, his time with the WWE has been one major misfire, I kind of feel. Talk about the one person who was uh, affected probably most by the Hulk Hogan debacle because yeah. him and Sandow at the time were doing like the Mega Powers gimmick. Yeah, and that Axel was Mania and, uh, and uh, Macho, Macho, Macho Sandow. Yeah, is that what it was? Something like that. Uh, so yeah, like they, they were, they were getting over, man. They were really getting yeah, over. No. And, but then when the Hulk, you know, when the Hulk thing happened, they just completely, they didn't even, I don't even think they tried to like rebrand them or repackage them somehow. They just dropped it. They dropped it. And then eventually the B team was formed. Yeah. And even they, they the were starting titles. to get over. Yeah. They won the tag titles. That's with right. Their terrible theme song. Yeah. Um, I wasn't aware of this till today after following the news of his release read that uh, Curtis Axel apparently was involved in training The Rock to get him back in ring shape in 2013. The same with Brock Lesnar when he made his return. Nice. So that's something yeah. else. Apparently he was he was a good hand, you yeah. know, uh, uh, backstage. Yeah. Um, so, you know, whether this was a, a, a release that he welcomed or not, um, hopefully this means that, uh, you know, we've been reading a, a lot of interviews with the people who were released a couple weeks back. 
and the vast majority of them are speaking about how uh, they lost their fire uh, to pro wrestle while in WWE, and from Heath Slater to to basically everybody else who's 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 made media appearances since then, they're all saying this is an opportunity uh, to rekindle that fire they had for the love of professional wrestling and go out there and prove what they, what they can do. Granted, right now circumstances are such that they can't necessarily do that immediately, but once some semblance of normalcy returns, you know, hopefully we'll see uh, a great many of these talents in shows, large and small. Um, uh, apply their trade and rekindle that love for pro wrestling that that, that led them to pursue this uh, line of business in the first place. You know, it could be a terrific, a terrific sort of reboot for him. Go to New Japan when they get started again, as because his his real name is Joe Hennig, right? Yeah, go to New Japan as Joe Hennig. You know, make a splash there. Really, I mean, look, if anybody, if anybody really has the you know, the ability and the potential to trade. I know they try to kind of do this, but to trade on his father's name um, as being, you know, or like a, a, a Mr. Perfect Jr. Kurt Hennig Jr. But mm-hmm. just as, or Joe Hennig. Um, I mean, he's the guy to do it. I, he's got, you know, he's got his dad's kind of look. Um, and he's, yeah, if, if he has, you know, some really good wrestling chops, which unfortunately we haven't been exposed to because they just have never given him the opportunity. But I'm sure he's the kind of guy. He seems like he'd be the kind of guy who's got all sorts of talents that we haven't seen. Mm -hmm. Um, Take it to New Japan. uh, Take it, as they say, around the world um, Mm -hmm. and show everybody what he's made of. And then, uh, and then, you know, go to AEW. (laughs) I mean, he's... 30 he's 40 he's 40 years old he's i didn't realize he was 63 he's got good size 63 yeah. 228 i don't know i have no idea i mean they they had they had Heyman with them for a second and uh he quickly i mean they never really i think tapped they never really found much focus for him there was it was like a period of time when it was like over a couple of years when they were doing, he did the McGillicuddy thing. Then he did the Hennig thing. And then what do they do when they don't know what to do with you? Sometimes they just turn you into a comedy act. That's like yeah. half these people just ended up being comedy acts. Um, so, you know, and the thing is with, as a comedy guy, he was great. He had like mm-hmm. really terrific comic timing, but it's like the level of comic timing he had. I feel like he could also do the dramatic thing too. And that always gets you like further up the line. Yeah. Um, if you could be taken as legitimate. So, you know, I could see, I could see him, you know, I could, I could see him doing some good stuff out there without the WWE. Yeah. Same, same. He's, he's a talented dude. Um, once wrestling starts again, uh, I'm sure he'll have no problem finding a place to land and ply his trade and hopefully do great things. Speaking of wrestling starting again, that could happen sooner than you'd think Larson, uh, because Florida governor Ron DeSantis uh, shared some more thoughts about the state's relationship with WWE and when they may reopen shows to fans in a recent press conference uh, this past Wednesday. Now, Fightful has the transcripts here, uh, and he's talking about maybe as early as June, Larson. Yeah, this is crazy. This is what he had to say. I'd like to uh, like to get to a point. I'm not saying we're going to get to it in May, but I've helped recruit. I wanted wrestling to be filmed in Orlando. i like them to do WrestleMania. It's already happened, Ron. Uh, they were going to do WrestleMania in April. That was hundreds of millions of dollars. I want to keep that good relationship. I want to invest in Florida. We got UFC to come to Jacksonville. There's not going to be any fans, but I think that's going to be good. be a good event for people. I work with Phil Mickelson. I'm making sure they have what they need for the Tiger Woods match. There's going to be a lot of good stuff going on, but I don't think we're probably ready to have fans. I do think 
if the trends are good, as you get into June, July, I think there is a window to have some fans. You're not going to have everyone packed in, but in 90-degree weather, if you're out there and someone's 10 feet away from you and you want to watch a ball game or something, you may be able to do that. So this is something that we're just going to have to do. We're going to be driven by facts, driven by data, but I think that Major League Baseball coming back, I'm hearing this, I think that's going to be exciting for a lot of people. There's going to be a lot of possibilities. Golden tickets. It's going to be golden tickets. Everybody stand 10 feet away from each other and uh, watch some wrestling or something. I don't know. This is a, this is an incredibly optimistic viewpoint. Yeah, it is. But also, there's been a lot of stuff in the news about like drugs that they're whipping out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, but get, but you know, it's, it's, then you you got to you know these companies got to produce it at a scale that's necessary to actually treat the number of people who are probably going to be infected if we start doing uh, gatherings again. Yeah, I know, but I, I think that the, uh, the 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 gatherings are a lot closer than eighteen months till we get a vaccine. Is is I think my point. June yeah, probably, doesn't seem June is, is, terribly is likely. No, that's not, not for wrestling, anyways. I mean, if he's talking strictly outdoor events, and you're going to actually be able to enforce some level of social distancing, um, six ten feet apart, like for every fan. If they're willing, I guess if they're willing to invest that uh, amount of dedication and planning into putting on these events and their outdoor events. Yeah, but here's the thing, man. How many people can you really fit in when everybody has to stand six feet to ten feet away from each other? So I don't know. I know everybody wants stuff to open up sooner than later, but that just doesn't seem very realistic. It doesn't seem realistic or plausible in any sense because if people are going to get be given the green light to hold events. Uh, they want to cram as many people in po- as possible as they can in their venues because that means more money for them. Well, yeah, that's the thing is that if, you know, yeah, it, it just, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but they're going to do, they're going to do what they're going to do. Like <laughs> they seemingly no, they're going to do what they're going to do, man. Yeah. Anyways, pe- pe- speaking of people who are, cause here's the thing, man, I don't, I don't have any answers. You don't have any answers. We don't know when, when things are going to get back to it. You know, I mean, they're talking about, T- I'm 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 curious. Have you been keeping up on the uh, the schools reopening, uh, like or do, starting the new school year early mm-hmm. uh, here in California? I mean, I, I mm-hmm. honestly thought they'd probably wait till January and do the first semester of of the next school year from home. But evidently, yeah. they're saying no. We're probably going to go back in like July or August. Yeah, um, to July, make up yeah. for that extra time. So, I mean, yeah, got- no, I've I've I read up on uh, on Newsom's. What six point plan? The criteria that's required to reach those, or this is like three phases actually. Three phases. It's four of, phases of all together. Four phases of reopening. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I read up on that, and I was actually pretty surprised when mm-hmm. July or August was mentioned as potentially a time to reopen school. But mm-hmm. I mean, you once... know, but he, but he's always said that that you know everything that he's um, doing is based on science and data essentially, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so, and I mean, that's the thing is that like, you know, we've heard a lot of like, okay, well, the vaccine's not coming until this date, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, Newsom's been doing a really good job here in California. If he says schools start back up in July or August, I mean, they, they're talking about an early start and like the start of school is usually late, uh, late August, early September. And so if they're talking about, well, usually you know, it's like, usually it's mid August, at least it is, it has been in, in since my kids have been going to school. Okay. Usually. Okay. So by a couple of weeks, um, which means, I mean, if they're going to get early, they've, they've missed two or two months now, right? It was mid-March. Yeah, Yeah, it was mid-March. It's been six weeks now. Um, 
you know, you're talking about going back to school in like July if you're going to try to make up any ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I mean, if that's the case, then, you know, uh, opening up restaurants and bars and the other stuff isn't that far behind. It really isn't. So, anyways, uh, this is interesting. Who's been writing Dynamite? I don't know. Tell me, please. Well, according oh, to hey, P- I'm back. According to, hey, there you are. According to PW Insider, Tony Khan has been the creative lead over at AEW over the past few weeks. Apparently writing uh, wrestling is a lot easier than you think it is, Larson, because apparently he's been writing the last four weeks of TV on the fly over a span of a few minutes. He's like yeah, Kurt Cobain writing them lyrics in a car. Yeah, man. PW Insider is also reporting that Cody has been serving as Tony's right-hand man when it comes to creative, and sources use the phrase trial by fire to describe the creative process of late. Dude, remember when we would like uh, sit down and try to plot out the, you know, uh, we book raw. Sometimes you just sit. I'm, I'm like busy, like trying to get an episode up and you say, all right, hold on a second. We need to get from uh, WrestleMania to money in the bank. And like 20 minutes later, it's done. Here, Steve. Look at this. Yeah. Okay, cool. What if we move this here, this here? Okay, good. We're bookers. Look at that. I mean, I, I, I in the, the, the exact recap here, courtesy of wrestling Inc. They use the phrase a matter of minutes. So. It could be more than a few minutes. But the idea is that it's not taking them very long. Here's the thing about AEW. Since there's no promos written, essentially you're just blocking out a show. Right, yeah. This match between you know this person, this person, X number of minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, and if Cody's there looking things over, say, you know, and talking story beats potentially to have in the match, you know, in theory, that's something you can sit down an hour and do. Yeah. <laughs> if you're yeah. talking broad strokes, you yeah. know. Here's you, yeah, you, he, here's the thing that it seems like, you know, it there's a difference between that and then blocking out 3 months of of programming and mm-hmm. then, you know, somebody gets injured, you know, a month and a half into it and then you got to reconfigure stuff. Yeah. I mean, what WWE yeah, it's it's it does seem like a process. The WWE way of doing things is crazy though because you got people like all you have like 30 writers all pitching ideas to like Paul Heyman or Bruce Pritchard or whatever, and they have to go to like Vince McMahon, and sometimes writers go straight to Vince McMahon, sometimes wrestlers go to Vince McMahon. It's just a whole beast. If you have one vision, one guy, or Tony Khan and you know Cody guiding his mm. way, if you have a collaborative mm. team there, a small, tight team, one two-hour show, and then maybe whoever's doing dark or whatever, mm. um, you know that that seems a lot more manageable than what they're doing over on Raw, which just seems like or uh, WWE in general. Um, yeah. But uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that sounds right. Look, man, that's what that's what always cracks me up when these wrestlers say, oh, yeah, fans think they know how to book this stuff. It's just telling stories. If you have yeah, a knack yeah. for telling stories, which obviously Tony Khan probably does. It's just characters, man. It's just characters yeah, and scenes characters and, and stories. And, and if, you know, writing wrestling TV especially is uh, all right. What do we need to do to tell these stories of the course of the next four weeks? Match here, match here. Uh, interview segment, match, interview segment. It's just blocking out. It's blocking times, blocking uh, moments of action, essentially. Mm-hmm. And and then you're not writing promos. Talent does that. Yeah. You have someone say, hey, uh, here's the beats you need to hit. It's done. You send an email to Mox. Hey, Mox, you need to do a promo about this. Done. He does it. He sends it to you. You, you air it. It's that simple. Yeah. And it really does. I mean, that's why AEW really does have – it's got a free – it's got sort of a freer feeling to it, you know? It definitely does. Yeah. More spontaneous. Yeah. Because yeah. I think largely it is. Mm-hmm. Feels like it. And sometimes, yep. look, it, it, it doesn't always work. Sometimes it falls flat. Sometimes it doesn't. They just throw it out there and it does what it does. Um, 
So uh, I think that's part of the medium of pro wrestling, as we've seen historically speaking. If you want to do it kind of the classical sense where you rely on, on the wrestlers to do their jobs and, and, and do cut their own promos and wrestle their own matches. And not to say you can't have producers work with them to make sure story beats are hit. Um, not everything's going to work all the time. Mm-hmm. But when it works, it really works. Yep. Yep. Anyways, that's it for News Brief. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.